taking full advantage of fundraising on Facebook. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school, and I'm joined today by my colleague, Megan Bennett. Megan is the CEO of Socially Acceptable, a social media consulting firm, and her expertise has helped us at the fundraising school better understand how to maximize the use of all social media, including Facebook. And Megan, thank you so much for being with us on the Fundraising Schools podcast. You know, just to kind of start big picture, what advice do you have for fundraisers to help them take full advantage of Facebook while they're fundraising? Yeah, so fundraising on Facebook is really, um, it's very powerful. Uh, it is it is a great opportunity to really share your story, to, show, to, foca- to focus and, and showcase what your nonprofit is all about, um, and to steward people along kind of that channel about learning about you and into that whole, how do you, how do you give, how do you fundraise for them? How do you become involved with that organization? And so Megan, some people might think, wait a minute, why is there a whole podcast on this? Don't I just create a Facebook site, post stuff and I'm done? Well, if it was that simple, we wouldn't be having this conversation. What are some of the techniques and strategies that can go beyond that very basic step of just establishing a site and creating awareness for your nonprofit? Yeah, there's actually a lot of tools that Facebook gives organizations. And if you're a nonprofit, if you're a 501c3, um, then you can actually create uh, a donate button directly on your Facebook page. Um, You have to go through a few hoops with um, uh, Network for Good and Charitable Giving. So you have to have kind of a relationship with those two organizations and get certified uh, through Facebook in order to be able to to have that button. Um, there's that tool. Then there's also tools that allow you to let other people fundraise for you. So they can create fundraisers for you um, and there are no fees associated with them. So once you kind of learn those little ins and outs, um, you actually can do pretty good things with telling your story and then tagging with a, hey, give us, give us a donation too. You know, Megan, how important is it for me to have my friends, my followers, my donors, my volunteers do the fundraising for my nonprofit on Facebook? I go back to the Ice Bucket Challenge, which raised over $200 million, and ALS never asked even once. It was people asking people who they know. Right. How important is it when we have Facebook to be encouraging our followers, our friends, our donors to be asking on our behalf? I mean, really, that's key because you can promote yourself all day long, but if you can get others to promote you, it becomes that that little bit of social proof, right? Now people understand, they hear about your organization, they're going to believe somebody, a friend of theirs, a relative, somebody they know a lot quicker than they're going to believe you as an organization or your organization. So asking your followers to fundraise for you is fantastic. It's a really great way to get the word out arming them with great stories and all of that that really good juicy information that they need um, and the benefits of your organization what you're doing who's involved why your why your uh, why your nonprofit is uh, important in the community all of those things um, just really help to um, give them the tools to go out and spread the word about you um, but you're definitely more likely to get money from followers on Facebook a lot quicker and easier if you do that that path. Because social media is social, hence the name. And we're doing that with, with our fundraising. So Megan, let me ask you, how does that work? So I'm a fundraiser. 
I look at uh, our volunteers, let's say, and I say, hey, can you please use your Facebook to fundraise for us? And I provide the good story. I provide the content. But they, those people they're reaching out to, they don't follow our nonprofit on Facebook, let alone me, the fundraiser. I'm, there must be some way to circle back, right, to the nonprofit, even if that recipient of the message isn't following us. How does that work? Yeah. So the best way is that with that is a personal fundraiser. So if you're having a birthday, for instance, then you can take your favorite nonprofit and you can raise money as uh, just an individual saying, hey, it's my birthday in order to help me celebrate give to this organization. And when you do those posts, you can actually tag on the post a button so people can give directly through that Facebook post. So just arming your volunteers or your board with, with that type of information and saying, hey, when it's your birthday, when it's your anniversary, when it's um, there's, there's an event or something that is coming up that you want to you know, kind of help us get over you know, to bring in more money, then, um, then use this, use this tool and here's how you do it. So it's, you really need to educate those folks, but once you do, I mean, it works, it works really, really well. So already two great words of advice, add that donate now button to your nonprofit's Facebook page. And there's some things you need to work through with Facebook to, you know, get approval for that. It's well worth that. Second of all, I'm creating material for uh, my staff, volunteers, board members, donors, friends of the organization, so they can spread the word and also fundraise for us. Right. Megan, what, what about events? You know, can I have special events through my Facebook page? Can I promote my special events? What advice do you have for us there? The events tool on Facebook is phenomenal. And it is a very, very powerful tool, um, especially now in the Facebook ad world. Um, everyone's a little bit panicked because uh, iOS, so your Apple phones now have um, allowed people to stop receiving retargeting uh, ads, um, or they will, it's rolling out. Um, and so a lot of Facebook ad world is starting to get a little panicked about how are you supposed to get in touch and reach these people. Um, but Facebook events, uh, once you create an event and people like the event or they uh, RSVP to it, or they even if they say they're not interested, you've collected that information, you can retarget those people. So events are super powerful that way. They also give you an opportunity to, to um, post updates uh, on the regular to your event. And those are fed over the uh, algorithm uh, that Facebook kind of gates everything, um, that if somebody has liked your event, they're going to get those updates. So you have a way to uh, educate and push out information kind of a little bit easier than if you're just doing a regular organic post on Facebook. So posting about events with the events function on Facebook is a way to reach my current people and find new uh, people who I can become engaged with on Facebook. What about using Facebook Live for the event itself? How does that work? Is that something we should be considering? Absolutely. Um, you can target, you can use, uh, you can use all kinds of different tools to do that. Um, Zoom is one. You can use other tools like StreamYard, um, where you can actually broadcast directly to that events page. So that's all wonderful. You can actually do fundraisers directly on a Facebook events. Um, with a donation button directly embedded into that event. So once you've signed up for all of that through Facebook uh, for their fundraising, you get this myriad of tools that you can use. So great advice there. You can have your event through Facebook, even solicit donations during that event via yeah. Facebook. 
Now, Megan, what about engagement? How do I try to get some information about who exactly is following me on Facebook and commenting and sharing and liking uh, as a way to help me maybe try to deepen levels of engagement and cultivate people towards the point where I eventually do ask them for a gift? Right. So up until recently, one of the one of the I guess drawbacks of ever of trying to fundraise on Facebook was that there was no way to really track who was doing it. So, and there's still a little bit of that. And that's partly because of the, just the general privacy issues on Facebook. Um, but you can see if somebody has a personal uh, Facebook uh, fundraiser for you, if it's their birthday and they're raising for your organization, there is an entire dashboard now, a Facebook insights dashboard that will allow you to look at who's fundraising for you, how much they've raised, um, how many people have given to that fundraiser. And you can actually, as an admin of your page, go in and thank those people. So now you can engage with the people who are actively fundraising for you, and you couldn't do that before. Um, also, uh, just the regular insights on your page, on your Facebook page, allow you to track uh, the, the main people who are visiting your page, whether they're women 35 to 55, locations where they live, all of that, you can get that information on Insights. It's a pretty good tool. So I can go to Insights to get some general demographic information about who's following me, let alone do some tailored communication, uh, especially when I'm doing events. If I want more detailed information about who is following me, who is, again, liking, sharing, commenting, and so forth, uh, am I understanding correctly? I still need to do that manually. I still kind of need to look at who comments from one time to the next and see who is a donor, who's not a donor, and then move forward accordingly. Is that still a manual process I would need to do? Yeah, it really is. And that's, like I said, that's all because Facebook is going to be very um, aware of privacy issues, uh, more so now than ever. And uh, they're they're not going to give up the goat, <laughs> if you will, or give up the ghost on that. They want, they definitely want to protect everybody um, as much as possible. So uh, there are some retargeting tools and some ways you can get around. And, and it, once you've collected that information, you can then go back out and, and serve ads or serve posts to those folks. Um, but, but in general, you're not going to know exactly the names and, and information of those, of those people. Yeah, and certainly part of our ethical fundraising, of course, we want to honor the privacy of donors and prospective donors. We're just seeing right. what is out there in the public and, and how we can use that information as fundraisers have had done for decades, mm -hmm. even before Facebook came along, which also kind of leads us to sort of this last line of questioning, Megan. You know, as fundraisers, we don't just want the one gift. You know, when somebody right. donates to us, we're hoping to develop a long-term relationship. And I know uh, you've touched on this a little bit, but for the longest time, uh, we received no information about the donor, right? right? How much information do we receive when somebody uses that donate now button, whether it's on our site, the site of one of our friends, one of our volunteers, if they donate through the special event, so that we can put that donor in our donor database and cultivate a longer term relationship. What does that look like now? Oh, that's really tough. They, if they just go directly to the donate button and on your page and they donate that way, you're really not going to get much information at all. That all goes through Network for Good and they will tell you um, the amount. It's also tricky if you're, if you're trying to track a specific campaign, for instance. So if you run a campaign and it's Giving Tuesday, for instance, and somebody donates to you 
when you get the payout for network for good, it never matches up with a time. <laughs> it's always, they do it in weird little batches. So you're never really going to totally know if everything came in right around Giving Tuesday, or maybe it staggered in a little earlier, or a little bit later. So it's really kind of vague. Um, the fact that now you can go on a personal fundraiser and thank people and start that conversation is really excellent. That's something that we really haven't had the opportunity to do before. And with these changes that Facebook has made, it's a little, it's a little easier to at least start that conversation. Um, but then it is on you as the fundraiser to nurture that relationship, get their information into a database where you can thank them uh, maybe with email marketing or, you know, phone calls, for instance. And really respect the tool that Facebook has available. What do you think, though, could I just use a link to my website or a link to my website's donate here page and then try to capture the donor's information that way? You can on individual posts. If you're going through Facebook, for instance, for the fundraising. So if you're using that donation button, it does have to go through all of the charitable giving and the network for, get, for good piece. It can't, you can't circumvent that. Um, you can just, if you wanted to just send people directly to your website, you can do that, but then you have to navigate the, when you go here, go to the donate button, click on our, on our website. You can do it that way. It's just a little trickier that way. Yeah, you might lose and, some people. And maybe the, the most direct way is perhaps take them to our donate here page and, and make it more um, directly accessible. But it's great advice, right? It is an extra step that we're asking right. people to take. Megan right. Bennett is the CEO of Socially Acceptable. She has a wide range of expertise on how to use digital technology. And remember, uh, you know, developments that uh, people thought were going to take three to five years to occur happened during the pandemic, happened in three to five months, and they are here to stay. Technology never goes backwards. And it's not just enough to have that friendly Facebook page and send out some messages with some great photos and videos. Now we need to dig deeper. And Megan has helped us understand how to do just that. Uh, this is part of our uh, entire line of courses that we offer through the fundraising school, including our new certificate in digital fundraising. You take three courses online with the latest information, like you've heard in this podcast, to have your skills sharpened with digital fundraising. Because remember, while in-person fundraising will always be paramount, we are never going backwards with technology. We need to keep our digital skills up to date. Uh, in addition to those public courses, some of which are in-person, others are uh, online, we also can bring custom training right to your nonprofit, right to your association, right to your region, again, either in-person or online. We have these free podcasts and they're archived on our website for you to show to your staff and to your board uh, and spark some good planning and conversation that way. And of course, we have our low-cost quarterly webinars. All of that information is available at philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. Our producers today, Jennifer Boffman and Mike Anthony. Our guest is Megan Bennett. I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and now you are now more fully informed on this first day from the fundraising school. Mm -hmm.